This is Rivers to Resilience. The podcast where we educate, inspire, motivate and transform you and your teams on your journey to emotional resilience. We hear stories and advice from leaders and experts, allowing you to harness their wisdom with transformational, evidence-based strategies to building emotional resilience. Join accredited cognitive behavioural psychotherapist and author Martina Witter as she deep dives into all aspects of resilience building, whilst also helping you to crush stress and improve and retain your performance, productivity and profits. That's here on Rivers to Resilience. Hi, welcome to Rivers to Resilience podcast. I'm so excited to have with me today Dr. Palumi Akentade, who is a UK trained doctor who's got over 10 years experience in the NHS as a clinician in acute aging and complex medicine. He's a certified lifestyle medicine physician and a certified health and life coach. He's so passionate about empowering others to transform their health so they can live their best life. So what I'm going to do now is just hand it over to Dr. Akintade, who's going to share a little bit with you about his journey. Great. Well, thank you for that kind introduction, uh, Martina. Uh, and it's great uh, to be on your podcast. Uh, thank you for inviting me. No, you're welcome. It's a pleasure to have you here. Great, great stuff. Um, so... Um, just before this, uh, you, you posed a few questions to me, which, uh, which are great at um, getting things going. Mm -hmm. So you were asking me really about, you know, resilience and, and, and my whole journey. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really topical thing, isn't it, resilience right now? Mm -hmm. um, it, it was before, but more so now uh, with the world going through, uh, you know, what, what, what we're going through with this coronavirus virus uh, pandemic. Um, I think resilience really is the capacity to be able to bounce back from difficulty and challenge and adversity. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's really the ability to, uh, I suppose, um, handle difficulty, um, push through it, come through the other side, and, um, and also really grow from it, yes. um, move to a better place from it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think I think that's the ideal. So yeah, that's that's yeah. That's, that's what I understand um, resilience to be all about. Mm -hmm. um, and so yeah, my my role in uh, what 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 resilience has played in my role in where I am now, my success as a professional and and, and personal life. Um, if I could just pull out a few things it'll be it'll be it'll take too long to go into my own personal story mm -hmm. the, all the details of it but I'll pull out some things that that kind of illustrate my personal journey and um and uh where resilience is really coming to my story mm -hmm. yeah um, no that's fantastic uh so I I grew up in a kind of a nuclear family uh, I was born in the UK but my family moved back to, to Nigeria when I was quite young then I mm -hmm. I, uh, I was sent back over to get a, a, an English education uh, right. I was very fortunate about that so I came over without my parents without my um, nuclear family so mm -hmm. I lived with a Ghanaian family um, I was about eight years old at the time and as you can imagine um, 
I was I was quite young. Um, uh, it was a whole new culture, a mm-hmm. new environment. I had to make a whole new set of friends. It was a different school system. Um, and I was really the only black boy in my school as well and my neighborhood. Right. So uh, that was really challenging. You mm-hmm. know, that was really challenging. It was a bit of a shock to the system. Mm-hmm. And it took a lot of adjust, adjustment. Um, but, but, you know, I adjusted with time. Yeah. Um, but on top of that, um, it was difficult also because I experienced some bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I didn't have my parents immediately to hand uh, to help. I was a very shy boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I'm an introvert by, by nature. And right. I'm surprised at that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why, why so? Dad, I wouldn't say you come across as an introvert. Well, this is it. Maybe resilience has helped me to come at myself right. and, and be able to engage with people in a way that's, you know, I'm mm-hmm. more, you know, confident and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. I can communicate what I want to communicate. Ah, um, right. No, that, that's yeah. great to, to hear. So for all those who are introverted, listen in. Yes, please do. Resilience please do. Yeah. Um, life has really forced me to, to come out of my shell and 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 not be afraid of that mm-hmm. um, and to be able to engage with the world engage with people around me um you know otherwise you'd still be you know asked to be my shell and you know shy uh, you know and not really moving forward mm-hmm. so I've definitely grown um, um but yes so so early experiences forced me to I, I became tougher as a person looking mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. It was very difficult, I have to say. Yeah. It must it, have been honestly. 88 years old. Yeah. yeah. That's extremely young. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, I'm very, I'm very grateful that um I I can look back now and and um see how that experience, as unpleasant as it was, I wouldn't necessarily choose to, to, to do yeah. that again. But <laughs> but um, um you know, life in life, I think. Uh, these things happen to us and 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 you can grow tremendously through mm-hmm. such experiences um I think also um so fast forward a bit uh, you know what I was I was I suppose academically bright mm-hmm. I did well in my you know my exams you know uh, my school subjects and went on to do A-levels and I had the dream to you know one of my dreams was to become a doctor mm-hmm. and um so I had a provisional place at university, um, as you do. I'd applied and stuff, and suddenly I was not going to be able to go it, um, because I I found myself in a uh, some with some financial challenges. Mm-hmm. Now um, uh, I, I couldn't really solve that quickly. I couldn't find a solution to it. My mm-hmm. or everybody around me couldn't either, mm-hmm. and you know I, I didn't. I was trying to you know, I had this dream and I had a place at university mm-hmm. and, uh, and I, you know, in the end, I, I had to let it go. I had to let it go because um, I couldn't afford to go to university and um, it was a real disappointment, you know? Mm-hmm. So I ended up working for three years, um, supporting myself and uh, maturing in the process mm-hmm. and, um, in, in, you know, coming up my shell even more in that process um and yeah three years I I worked um I I worked in a bank doing clerical work Mm -hmm. 
I worked in an, uh, a nursing home for the elderly um, as a care, healthcare assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked briefly in a factory. I mean, I've done, right. I've done stuff. So um, was that all the preparation to, for, for university? It, it wasn't all say- necessary. It wasn't all necessary. It was because I had to take time out. I, I, ah, didn't, right. I, didn't, I didn't have the money to go to university straight away. Right. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was difficult. But again, I think that it was all, looking back, it was all important in shaping, um, shaping me and uh, I guess making me more focused and determined mm-hmm. to, to push through and, and, you know, go to medical school. I mean, mm-hmm. I appreciate that, you know, it, it's it's oversubscribed and not everybody's guaranteed to to get medical school place and become a doctor. So, mm-hmm. but it was a, you know, I found that I, I had this drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, despite the fact that, you know, all my all my all my school friends uh, that wanted to go to university went to university. So mm-hmm. literally, you know, I saw right. all my friends go. And I was I was behind. I, mm-hmm. I had to stay behind. I couldn't go. And uh, you know, and interestingly, you know, my friends who were on standard, you know, standard three-year um, university programs were all finishing when I when 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 I was just going. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think. But again, it, you know, I think all that was part of my story in in making me more making me stronger as a person, mm-hmm. mature as a person. I grew a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I discovered more about myself and became even more, com- uh, I suppose, comfortable in my own skin mm. um, uh, wherever I was. And so I found that I was able then to engage with people on all levels. Um, mm-hmm. So during that time when I was working and I was also at the same time trying to find ways to get into university without taking all this time out I wrote off to MPs I wrote off to you know oh, high right. level people. Um, and, and at the same time I was you know I had experiences working in an, on an old people's home I was engaging with old people and I, mm-hmm. I discovered that I really enjoyed you know working with old people uh, they're so oh, they right. full of life yeah experience, <laughs> all this experience yeah in, in old people and you know, obviously, you know, um, uh, some are, you know, are confused and have dementia and stuff. But, but yeah, but those that were able to engage, you know, who who, who were really, uh, um, really, um, um, you know, not not confused. I was mm-hmm. able to really learn a lot from them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, learn a lot about their life experiences. So, what would um, you say are the key in in that kind of the the, the process of you know having to kind of wait to go to to university not not yeah. having that you know the finances immediately yeah. and then also coming to the UK at, at such a young age without your family I'm just wondering in with those those two key situations or life events yeah. what type of um mindset would you say that you fostered to help you to navigate through those those kind of circumstances what were the type of beliefs that you know kept you going that kept you persevering and focused because I can hear that you're very kind of goal orientated you regardless of what you were facing you knew that you were going to achieve that goal (laughs) nothing was going to stop you and I'd love to to hear what are the type of beliefs that 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 you fostered and what you know what other strategies helped you to to navigate 
through those that those yeah. perceived setbacks? Yeah, yeah. Uh, good question. And I have to say from the from the outset that I wasn't always so resolute, and uh, I'm not. You know, I'm human, flesh mm-hmm. and blood, <laughs> and so um, you know, <laughs> some days are better than others. You mm-hmm. know, um, but yeah, I mean, I initially struggled. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I found uh, that I, th- I think as you, as I, as I experienced these things and, and journeyed through, I found some things really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like uh, you know, I had uh, I had some good friends that helped me. So reaching out to people and, yeah. and connecting mm-hmm. um, that was that was really important to me. Um, I found that my uh, being able to, uh, I, I love sport and uh, might come back to, to, to speak on the benefits of uh, physical exercise. Yes, yes, later, but, um, I, I excelled at sport um, um, at school, mm-hmm. uh, you know, represented my, my, my school at athletics and football mm-hmm. and, and, and played at county level and, and all this right. stuff. And, I, and I, I found that sport was a great outlet for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so that, that helped me, um, uh, cope, mm-hmm. um, and I enjoyed it as well. You know, yeah. it, uh, it was, it was just fun and mm-hmm. that was some steam and, uh, and so, yeah, so, so, so those were helpful and to, to me, um, I developed as a musician, I played several instruments and piano, mm-hmm. guitar, bass, uh, um, and, uh, and that also, that also helped me, um, mm-hmm. You know, okay no um, that's great yeah um but yeah having a having a tough mindset a mindset to um okay well this this is not going to kill me mm-hmm. um if it was if it was going to kill me it would have killed me by now I'm still alive so mm-hmm. I have something still to achieve and I'm going to achieve it mm-hmm. uh, so I I I I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine just after I found out that I wasn't going to be able to go immediately to university because mm-hmm. of the challenges. And um, I found in that conversation, I just, I, I became quite animated in terms of, um, uh, I, I just, I was able to articulate and express how um, determined I was. I mean, I think I even surprised myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, you know, that this is not going to stop me. I have somewhere to get to mm-hmm. and I'm going to make something in my life. I'm going to progress. And mm-hmm. this is not going to be the, the last chapter as it were. I'm not, I'm not going to be stuck here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I think I managed to, um, I just found it, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, an energy and a focus and a, and a, and a mindset to, to move forward and to, to persevere through irrespective mm-hmm. of, having to to wait um Mm -hmm. for me it was just going to be a matter of time before Mm -hmm. I was going to be able to get to where I wanted to get to yeah um, go to university train to become a doctor become Mm -hmm. a doctor help people that way yeah Um, so yeah no that's fantastic because I guess what I'm hearing from what you've shared is that it's important that we affirm the direction that we are going in in life yeah and it sounds like from what you've shared when you were talking you know to your friend you at that moment possibly had greater clarity in terms of the direction yeah. that you were going yeah. and affirmations are a key in yeah. 
building our resilience and ensuring yeah. that our mindset is focused on the path that we're going to take yeah. because yeah. obstacles will arise. That's life. That's that's right. We're still in that's the midst of a right. pandemic. Who would have yeah. who would have known oh. that we would, you know, would be in this global pandemic? Yeah. Yeah. As a friend of mine uh, said, put it about the pandemic. It's, like, it's as if the whole world has had the rug pulled out from under its feet. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, who, who saw this coming? Yes. You know? Uh, so yeah and here we are we are and we're we're still in it and you know thankfully we are here because unfortunately many people haven't made it and there may be you know listeners who have lost loved ones that's right and that will have an impact on your on on your on your resilience on your mental health on on your well-being yeah. And that's understandable, but it's about being able just to, to kind of navigate through that, that grieving process mm. and just taking one day at a time. And mm. I love what you shared earlier about resilience and growing. Mm. And mm. that is a, is a key part of the resilience, because sometimes we can we can be in circumstances, we can be experiencing adversity and setback. And sometimes mm. we don't feel as if we are growing and when you're in the midst of this the storm and you're you know mm. embroiled in all that you don't realize but it's mm. only after that adversity has passed and when you're on the other side and you look mm. back and that's when you realize that that the growth has come so yeah. um it is it is a journey and and you've got to stay on the path that rugged road yeah and that's when that all of those resilience muscles, just like if you're working out in the gym and that's sometimes right. you don't think you're losing weight yeah. <laughs> or you don't think you're maybe build, putting on weight if you want to, you know, tone up or build muscles, whatever. But it's yeah. only, you know, after time, maybe give it a month that you actually notice the difference. Yes. And, it, and yeah. it's the same um, w- with us as, as, as individuals in the workplace and also in our um, personal life. But I love, I love that kind of journey that you've shared and the kind of authenticity behind it because sometimes in life we can just we we just see the end of someone's journey we don't see the beginning we don't see what they've had to go through and as you were sharing I was thinking I resonate with that I was thinking I've worked in many old people's homes being a cleaner in a factory done many random jobs and when you were talking about um you know university and having to wait three years before you could you know pursue your medical degree it just took me back to when I was at college and I ended up after I ended up going to college for three years because I didn't get the grades that I wanted and I was devastated oh I didn't want to speak to anyone it was I felt that I was a failure at the time and you know that's like major transition going from college to uni and I knew I was determined to go to Leeds University where my brother went and I didn't get the grades but funnily enough at that time I applied for gender studies and social policy and I think I am am quite passionate about gender equality but I don't think I don't think I fully knew at that time what path I was going to take so went back to uni studied I'm not uni college studied psychology in a year and then resat my English language and then I actually ended up going to you know Manchester University through clearing so it was a the outcome was far greater but I share that to highlight that we we don't know the end of the story and we've just got to keep keep going and keep focused that's right that's right and I, I should add as well 
that when I did eventually go to university after three years working, do you know what? Um, I did. I couldn't go straight into medicine. Um, so I, I so I, the first time I applied that I could that I that I that I thought I was going to go, I, ha- I had a provision in place. Mm-hmm. And then when I'd done my quote, quote unquote, done my time, you know, worked, and, you know, as you know, worked, uh, you know, in employment and stuff. And I, I applied again. I didn't get a place. So I had a choice then oh, where, where, right. as to what to do. Do I do I leave this do I leave leave this dream of, mm-hmm. of you know, going to med school? Um, so what I did actually was I said, OK, I can go to university. Um, I'm going to go to university. I'm going to find out what the what the what what course I can do that mm-hmm. would prepare me to go to med school later on. So actually right. I, I found out that I, you know, I did I did some research and I, I found out from people, okay, what's the course that medical students struggle with the most when they're medical school? Mm-hmm. So so um so so I think top of the bill was was biochemistry. So I said, okay, I'm gonna do a biochemistry degree. I'm gonna start mm-hmm. a biochemistry biochemistry degree which which is what I started mm-hmm. and um and uh even during that I was trying to I was trying to transfer onto medicine but you know mm-hmm. that, that road was blocked so so I did a biochemistry degree and then I applied a third time toward the end of that degree mm-hmm. and then got into medical school right uh, so yeah it was it was a it was a long route it was mm-hmm. it, it, as some people say it's, it was a scenic route to, mm-hmm. uh, to <laughs> Um, so yeah, quite rigorous, rigorous, um, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, and you know that the journey doesn't stop there. You know, still, you know, you get into medical school, you've got to put the work in again. You've got to, um, you got, you got to study. You've got to pass exams. It's quite, mm-hmm. it's quite rigorous and, and ongoing, even after you finish medical school and qualified as a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and and still, you know, what when I was when I was when I was still at university, I, I still had to um, think about finances and I still mm. had a budget. I still had to write off for scholarships and awards every year, apply for all these mm-hmm. things, you know, work in the holidays when, when uh, you know, uh, when I could. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it was still tough, but yeah, I, I was working for something. I wanted, I had a goal in mind and I mm-hmm. was going to get there. So it sounds like once again it's kind of going but folk you're going back to that goal you had a clear path and you knew what direction you were taking yeah I just wonder is there anything else that you would say has been kind of integral to to building your resilience yeah any other factors that have kind of yeah I'll I'll, I'll touch on uh maybe a a couple of others um (laughs) so as I said I, I mentioned uh I think as an introvert, I, I'm a reflective person. Mm-hmm. So taking time out to really, you know, think, have it being in the moment, thinking, reflecting on my experiences, finding the meaning out of them. Yeah. But not, not just necessarily, not, you know, not, not necessarily always thinking negative things about negative things, negative things that have happened, but, you mm-hmm. know, trying to get the good things out of them, which I think there, there is, but sometimes you've got to, dig a bit more to, to get them yeah but uh, so learning from past experiences and reflecting mm-hmm. and and I you know journaling yeah that that helped me I, I developed my writing uh, during that time mm-hmm. um reading about other people's experiences um mm-hmm. uh I, I got into autobiographies and 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 uh probably the best ones I've I've read that have been really inspiring uh um are uh, 
Nelson Mandela's autobiography, The Road mm-hmm. to Freedom, um, and also um, Mahatma Gandhi's um, right. autobiography uh, was really inspiring. Just um, how these great men developed uh, mm-hmm. and uh, just got a passion for, for justice and mm-hmm. the path they took um, and the injustices they suffered. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, you know, they were... They were on a mission, um, yeah. and, and it wasn't just for themselves. It mm-hmm. was to um, really for the benefit of others. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Martin Luther King as well. It was really for the benefit of others, and, mm-hmm. and they paid a price for that. Yeah, and, um, uh, that was really inspired. Those, those, um, uh, you know, reading about those guys was really inspiring for me. Um, my faith in spirituality, um, uh, I'd say, are really important. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'd say I'm a spiritual person. I don't think you necessarily have to be religious to be spiritual, but mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, I, I'm a Christian. Uh, I believe in God. Um, but but just be, you know, developing that connection with the divine, mm-hmm. I think, um, just um, helps um, appreciate, the, you know, a deeper connection and meaning. Mm-hmm. in life and and with the universe around yeah yeah um, yeah um so you've touched upon a kind of a, a few areas there a few yeah. kind of ways that you kind of build your your resilience which kind of links with the rivers to resilience there was kind of the journaling reflecting yeah. which kind of is aligned with our first river which is looking at self-awareness and building your emotional awareness because if we Mm. don't understand ourselves if we can't locate ourselves we don't understand what we're experiencing in the midst of adversity then Mm. it makes it difficult to to progress Mm. through that challenge and then you also mentioned about um spirituality which which i'm so glad that you um that you shared that because that resonates with me as well the importance of you know, connecting with your faith or spirituality and connecting with something outside of yourself, yeah. that can, gives you an anchor in the midst of the mm-hmm. challenges. And there's lots of research that shows that people that are spiritual or have some type of faith, that that, right. that helps to kind of boost their resilience and yeah. their their mental health as yeah. well. Yeah. You've, you've yeah. got something external to keep you kind of focused and I guess it's kind of linked, but it's not a goal, but it, it's you kind of, it's driving you to realise that, you know, you will get through this challenging time. And I guess also helping people to realise that, you know, you're not alone because sometimes we can feel that we've got to rely upon ourselves. And, and sometimes mm. that can be, that can be challenging yeah. Um, yeah. As, yeah. as well. So no, they're fantastic um, strategies. And I love that you shared that, you know, you reflect a lot and, yeah in the midst of the adversity and the setbacks you you reframed it and you were looking for opportunities and I think only mature individuals can do that and Mm. and and only individuals who are in tune with themselves Mm. and that's a that's a journey um as, as as well yeah to get I, to I, that stage definitely because once upon a time i i, I didn't journal i didn't you know yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do these things mm-hmm. um i don't know how i started journaling um but but yeah i i, I suddenly found that i you know expressing myself in written form 
mm-hmm. was really helpful. I could get my thoughts together. I could reflect mm-hmm. and learn and, and also be grateful, you know. Yeah. I think gratitude um, um, is part of that because you, um, you, you're grateful, you know, you might have lost uh, a lot, um, whether materially or, or in terms of your health or love, mm-hmm. um, but being, still being grateful for um, those things you, you, may, you may have lost or, or what, and what you have left because, um, you know, if you're still alive, you still have a lot, you still have mm-hmm. a lot, that's precious and money can't buy that. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, and so, yeah, gratitude, gratitude. I'm, I'm grateful for each new day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I still work as a frontline, uh, you know, medical doctor. And I mm-hmm. we've seen uh, a lot of devastation in, in, in the past um, year and a half or so, mm-hmm. helping people through, um, you know, uh, coronavirus, uh, COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and seeing, seeing colleagues affected as well. And, and yeah. like, sadly, um, and uh, of course, that's um, that that's saddening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for each new yeah. day. So, what's helped you? I mean, I'm glad that you you kind of you know highlighted that you know you are a frontline staff, and you know in the midst of of COVID, we have been relying on the frontline staff to uphold the healthcare system, and there's yeah. there's so many demands placed upon the NHS. Yeah. There's not enough funding. The government isn't. <laughs> you know they're not increasing the budget to meet the needs as a backlog I just wonder how you know how do you uh, as a doctor just as a human you know how do you um how do you kind of navigate through that how do you reconcile what you're experiencing what's happening with the government yeah because because I guess you're you've, you've got different roles haven't you and I guess you you must possibly feel torn maybe um, to some extent, but I, I think that uh, this um, uh, this different things to pull out from that. Um, I think that just healthcare professionals really are committed to helping people, mm-hmm. um, uh, and usually, definitely in the acute setting, you know, someone's got an acute problem uh, impact on their health, uh, and and you know, if you don't step in and help you know, they might deteriorate further and die. Mm-hmm. And so there's an opportunity to, to help. And so being committed to helping our fellow human beings, I think, I think is an overriding um, desire, I think, for, 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 you know, virtually all healthcare professionals. And, mm-hmm. and so irrespective of, um, you know, what's happening in, in, in the world of politics mm-hmm. uh, uh, and, and funding and budgets and, and, and workforce pressures i'm not saying these are small things they're mm-hmm. definitely not small things because we feel the impact of them every day yeah <laughs> um, um we're committed to helping people mm-hmm. uh, so so that's important um <clears throat> i think with, with with the different hats i wear i think one of the things that's been highlighted even more is the need really to um do more in terms of prevent preventative measures mm. uh, and and this is where my you know my interest and passion for you know lifestyle medicine mm-hmm. uh, public health um uh, are really come to the fore because mm-hmm. even when you look at people who you know had the um the most complications and, and sadly died from from 
COVID-19, most people I've seen are people with um, with other medical conditions in the background mm-hmm. um, or, or people who are, um, you know, um, they're overweight and obese. Mm-hmm. And, and that hasn't been uncommon to see, yeah. um, you know. And so um, it's made me even more um, uh, driven, I suppose, um, to find a way to... Um, uh, address that because many of many of um, our modern day lifestyle uh, related conditions, chronic conditions, long-term conditions are um, to some degree preventable and mm-hmm. also treatable and um, and uh, many are reversible. Okay? Mm-hmm. So wh- whether it's whether it's helping people get back to a, a healthier weight mm-hmm. or whether it's um, uh, reversing pre-diabetes or type two diabetes, it's possible to put that into remission mm-hmm. with lifestyle med- with with lifestyle uh, approaches. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's uh, you know yeah you know cardiovascular disease, which mm-hmm. you know puts you at risk of of of, of heart attacks, heart mm-hmm. failure, um, strokes, um, diabetes, which can lead to blindness and kidney mm. failure and nerve damage and amputations. Mm-hmm. These are pretty, you know, you know, life impacting things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's possible to reduce someone's risk of that significantly. Mm. Um, so, uh, so yeah, lifestyle medicine, I'm very, I'm very passionate about lifestyle medicine. Mm-hmm. So you tell know. us more. So yes. as a, as a health coach, as a lifestyle medical physician, if yeah. someone came to you and they were, you know, maybe they had diabetes or, yeah. you know, another long-term um, condition, yeah. chronic condition, yeah. give us a bit of insight in what you would do, how you would coach them through yeah. that, that, that so, kind of transformation. Yes, yes. But it's, it's exciting when someone wants to do something about um, about their their long term conditions mm-hmm. because they, they they can literally experience transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I'll, um, one of the first things I like to do is actually find out what that person appreciates, uh, what that person's current status is, but mm-hmm. also what their mindset is, mm-hmm. what their appreciation of what it is, what what good health means, what good health means to them. Mm-hmm. What is it to be? What is it? To, what is it to be healthy? Yeah. You know, um, what does it mean to you? What meaning does it have in your life? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so to 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 try and tease that out, because then you can, then you can, um, then it means more to that person, and and actually they're yeah. more uh, more motivated to make the changes because some, sometimes you know we're talking about res- we've been talking about res- resilience. The yeah. journey to transformation is not you know it's not immediate you don't see the you know you don't see the results immediately it requires effort and it it takes time Mm -hmm. but you have to buy into the fact that um a change is possible and changes are happening uh, as you put in the work consistently over a period of time you're Mm going to see that transformation you're Mm going to you know you're going to reverse that but um type two diabetes, you're going to get back to a healthy weight. You're going mm-hmm. to get more energy. You're going to feel more alive. Mm-hmm. You're going to, you know, you're going to reduce your pill burning. You're not going to need as many pills to control your blood pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, all these things. I mean, uh, it's, it's, uh, I, I think that there's just a lot to be gained, mm-hmm. um, in, in the lifestyle medicine approach. So the pillars of lifestyle medicine are, um, 
you know, looks at diet and nutrition, mm-hmm. um, looks at physical activity and exercise, looks at sleep, which is uh, probably underappreciated. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you don't get enough sleep, um, your immune system is not going to be optimal. You're going to be at risk of, of cancer. Mm-hmm. Your cancer risk goes up if you don't get enough right. sleep. Your, 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 your um, cardiovascular disease is going to be increased if you don't get enough sleep. Your, mm-hmm. your stress and you know risk of mood disorders depression mm-hmm. suicide mm-hmm. you know all goes up at your risk of type 2 diabetes goes up mm-hmm. you get enough quality sleep uh so um sleep is really quite actually foundational to our health and uh, well-being mm-hmm. and function um so so that's one of the pillars of lifetime medicine mm-hmm. um stress management mm-hmm. how are we um, man, managing stress, um, um, and there are there there are ways to manage stress in a healthy way. I mean, sometimes unfortunately people resort to maybe drinking too much alcohol, substance yeah. use, and and it may temporarily lift. Um, uh, you know, it might provide some relief in the short term, but actually, it's detri- the, the, these things are detrimental to our health. Mm-hmm. Um, so addressing that and finding and helping people to manage stress better and, mm-hmm. and their resilience. Uh, the stress management is another pillar. Um, uh, um, positive psychology and, and healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so uh, I think we touched briefly on this before, but um, healthy relationships um, is important for our health, our mental and physical health. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, um, so yeah, there we are. No, that's fantastic. And I'm glad that you, you shared that. So every, every, in terms of the, the lifestyle medicine and the pillars, I could, all of those, I've got the stress management, the yes. sleep hygiene, managing that, a lot of that kind of overlaps with the reverse results. So my ears were kind of picking up when I was hearing this and, yeah. and yeah, sleep is, is key. And I think for me, sometimes I underestimate it because I am a bit of a night owl. Um, But I know that when I've had a a good night's sleep or I've slept for a longer period of time that I do feel more resilient. And you you, you do wake up and, you know, your cognitive functioning is improved, your your concentration, your attention and your memory. It, 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 you know, it, it's it's just a lot more heightened when you've had sufficient yes, absolutely. sleep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And a lot, lot of people that I work with do struggle with with their sleep. Right. But some of it is, is as a consequence of the kind of mental health difficulties yeah. or and which also is, is kind of linked with their resilience as yeah. well. But I'm glad that you've you, you've shared yeah. that. So, yeah. you know, people can connect with you. Absolutely, absolutely, um, and yeah. explore. So yeah, so so with my clients, uh, I'll explore all these pillars with them. Mm-hmm. So where where they are, mm-hmm. where um, you know, developing goals with them, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, strategizing how best to 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 move to them, how they can do that. And you know, um, it's not always as difficult as people might assume mm-hmm. you, know, you don't need to be you don't need to join a gym to 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 be more physically active mm-hmm. it might just be that you i'll give you some examples it might just be that you you take the stairs more rather than taking the lift or the yeah. elevator. it might just be the fact that you where you can walk somewhere rather than mm-hmm. and you know hopping in the car or 
or, or, or whatever else you you actually you actually walk there mm-hmm. um and, and if you if you if you need to drive to work it may be that you can park your car further away from work so that you can walk some of the, you know you mm-hmm. can do a bit of so yeah there are strategies and you know I've, I've got a couple of small I've got a couple of young kids um I like you know jumping around and dancing mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah physical activity mm-hmm. so you can work it into your to your day in different yeah. ways um so yeah yeah um, and I guess we all had to when it, well, I go to the gym but when the gyms were closed <laughs> during COVID it was just about yeah. not well I did a bit of running but mainly walking yeah. and connecting with nature you sometimes yeah. we, we don't appreciate what we're surrounded by because life yeah. is just so so busy but it, mm. it like you said it, it is um it is possible and I'm on my own health journey and I'm you know I'm pleased to say that during covid i didn't put on weight i lost weight so well done yeah i'm you know i am really proud of that achievement and i'm well back done. in the gym continuing the the health journey but right. like you said it, it is about the mindset and yeah. having that, that 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 goal in mind yeah. and, and and being focused on it and yeah. doing it i would say it's doing it for yourself it's, yes yes yeah because you you know you have a lot to gain Mm-hmm. Um, and others around you have a lot to gain. Mm-hmm. So you know those who you're connected with and you love, and they love you. Um, if you if you're a healthier version of yourself, you have more energy to connect yes. with. Them. You have more to offer them. Yeah. So um, so everybody's a winner. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so, we all want to be winners, don't we? <laughs> that's absolutely right, and it's totally possible. Yeah. It's absolutely possible. Oh, that's fantastic. So if you could have a conversation with your younger self, what would you mm. say based wow, upon your life experiences, mm. which are vast from what we've, um, what you've shared with us today, what would mm. you say to your younger self? Well, that's a really, uh, that's a really good question. Um, uh, I think that um, one of the things I'd say to my younger self is that um, you are unique and valuable in the world. And you don't need to compare yourself to others. Mm-hmm. Um, you have your own journey um, to to walk, um, and so and your speed might not be the same as what you perceive in somebody else's. You know, mm-hmm. just be just focus on your journey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes we think that oh, by I don't know by thirty, I want to. You achieve this and done this mm-hmm. because that person has done it or whatever but actually everybody's journey is different everybody's mm-hmm. pace everybody mm-hmm. uh, everybody's rhythm is different and so um and so yeah be be comfortable with that mm-hmm. um also be prepared that life is not a bed of roses um mm-hmm. but that is actually all, all these uh all the challenges and difficulties you're going to meet in life um, they are really opportunities. They're blessings in disguise. Mm-hmm. They're opportunities to grow, to learn and to grow mm-hmm. um, mentally, physically, in character, um, uh, and character. Uh, and yeah, to, to, to really, you know, you can leverage those things. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're there to, they're there to help you, mm-hmm. um, you know? Uh, so yeah, I, I'd, I'd say that's, the, those are, those are really key. And um yeah, the benefits of um, eating well, exercising, mm-hmm. um, 
connecting with other people, mm-hmm. um, uh, good sleep. I think, I think before I got into lifestyle medicine, uh, I didn't really uh, fully appreciate how foundational important sleep is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, we, probably most people are used to, uh, you know, whether it's, whether you, whether it's your study, maybe you, you, you know, sometimes you burn the midnight oil to, to get something done <laughs> yeah. or, um, or, or you're lounging and you, you know, you might, you know, might watch TV late into the night and mm-hmm. well, actually, um, as long as you're not doing that consistently, is that, you know, it's actually not good for health. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yeah, just to be mindful of that. And so that you make informed choices but um but yeah and uh what else would I tell my younger self um seek out and um connect with people who are a bit further than you mentors coaches mm-hmm. uh, who can you know who you can learn from yeah they can, yeah they can you can benefit from their wisdom and learn from their experiences mm-hmm. uh, because you know if you can avoid their mistakes um that puts you in a better place yeah so yeah yeah okay no that's fantastic and it's been such a pleasure having you um join us on today's podcast and how can our how can our audience connect with you well yeah um yeah they're free to reach out to me i'm i'm on the main uh social media platform but especially instagram i'm starting to so Mm -hmm. instagram feel free to message me on there and connect with me on there follow me on there check Mm -hmm. out the material on there um and also i'm on linkedin Mm -hmm. um dr palumi akintare sorry instagram Mm -hmm. i'm I'm dr palumi yeah um and uh and yeah so just just feel free to reach out and and if you if you if you need any particular help in terms of optimizing your health you know um, or you have a particular condition that you know you want to um, address with lifestyle um, interventions um, feel free to get in touch and we can have a chat about that to see what um, what needs to happen for you to to experience transformation yeah no that's fantastic so until our next episode we will connect with you all then and have a fantastic evening maybe morning or night, wherever you're joining us from. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Rivers to Resilience. To keep up to date, connect with us online at www.rafatherapyservices.com and on all social media platforms. It's your time to be revived, restored and refocused.